Hey you, I'm the Queen of Shade. Welcome to the interview. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Oh, and hit my cash app to support your favorite content creator. Now let's get to the interview. This is your fabulous leader, the Queen of Shade, coming at you with another special presentation, moving full speed ahead, talking with people that inspire me. I inspire them. Some people are new to me. I'm new to them. We're having uplifting conversations. We're talking about deep things, all for your benefit. So you get to watch these meetings of the mind. Having said that, I have someone amazing that you need to meet right now. This young man is an actor entertainer. He is the CEO of a production company, and it is called RZNZ. He is uh, the founder of a motivational book club. He is also a mindset enthusiast, and we're going to ask him about that. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Chris June. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I just love great conversation and just being able to share information, share ideas. That's what this is all about. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> good. I'm good. Um, I, you know, what's so funny? Like, I really am enjoying doing this. I think like my following is enjoying me doing this, but I think I'm enjoying it more because I've been chained to my desk for yeah. six years in this room creating content and you know new ideas and you know for a long 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 time so I like the fact that I get to talk to other thought leaders enthusiasts mm -hmm. uplifted motivational people and talents and it yeah. is so I get so excited when I have a new person come on because it's just like yes I look forward to the conversation so I won't be talking to just myself my ancestors and the divine mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah so let me tell you how I first came up, up, up across you Okay. I saw a clip on Instagram um, that Joshua Gilliard yes. posted of you and him and you guys were doing, you guys were acting out a scene and it was such a um, deep scene, mm -hmm. very deep. Um, and it just, it moved me. And when it, when it did, I just was like, the intensity of it, I was like, okay, I already asked Joshua. Joshua's busy. So I'm, like, right. I'm like, when you get to me, you get to me. But mm -hmm. then when I saw you, I was like, I gotta get him, I gotta get him, I gotta get him. And you graciously complied yeah. and said, yes, yeah. I'll do it. But that's how I, I came across your acting ability. And you are quite the actor. And you know what else I noticed too? You're not a you're not a short guy. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm all six foot three. Yeah, six foot three. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. but you know what's so funny? Like even your personality, you strike mm -hmm. me as a gentle giant. Yeah, I would definitely like to think so. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we 
all don't have that ability to really observe ourselves, to be able to see ourselves. And so I just own all that I am. And some of it may not fit in the mold that people may uh, stereotypically or just expect what it is me. So I, I can't do anything but walk in my truth. So when you say that, what portions are you just, are you speaking of? Because you're saying, okay, well, people may form opinions. So what portion, your height? Because that's what I was For saying. For sure, yeah. Um, being in the acting world, you know, you have to submit your size card. You have to fit the profile of the role that they're casting for. And sometimes the it may leave you questioning, especially when you're beginning as an actor, it leaves you questioning who do I have to be in order to tell this story? Um, and, but one of the things I realized is like acting is not about becoming anyone. It's about revealing who you would be in that situation. And once I really kind of caught that epiphany, I just focused more on roles that I could bring truth to. And instead of ones that I thought were just going to be a good look or were going to bring me some clout. Yeah. You know, that's usually the long road. <laughs> and you're trying to decide and you're trying to keep your integrity as, right. a, as an actor and it's a road less traveled yeah so, so I commend you automatically for that because you know most people just want to get on a show that's trending they want to get on a show that's hot they want to get in a movie that's hot they want to be seen yeah. they want to be seen next to artists that have um the public eye and the public right. attention so you know it's a slower road, but it'll get you where you're going. Yeah, it'll definitely get you. That's where you're true. Going. But for every obstacle that you face, um, it gives you an opportunity to reaffirm who you are even more and to make that aspect of your being that much stronger. So then you begin to attract with a higher level of discernment, um, with a higher level of accuracy, the types of roles and opportunities that are aligned with who you are. You know what? I want to stay there for a second because I have quite a number of friends and acquaintances that are actors. Um, some you know, some you may not, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of them you may know. So uh, I want to ask you, um, how long have you been acting? I've been acting for five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I like what you're talking about. And I want to, I want to bring this up. I don't want to get you in trouble because we need to make sure you're able to work. Um, right. so, so my, but my question to you is, you, you've kind of talked about, you know, you submit your size card. How do you deal with studios, production companies that say to you, well, you need to be this black or you need to be lighter or you need to have, you know, they're like, like, a, you know, you have to have your own hair. This is that, you know, they do this to women. Uh, mm -hmm. B, C, and, and D is, okay, you can wear a weave, but it needs to look, you know? So how, mm -hmm. do you, because acting is very, especially in Hollywood, it is very rigid. Yeah. Very, very rigid. So um, how do you deal with that? And then my follow-up question, I'm just going to ask you at the same time to see, so you can go right into it. But mm -hmm. my follow-up question is, um, have you hit, the new the LA market yet so the first question is how do you deal with that typecast situation and then have you hit the LA market yet two questions in sure one. so with the typecasting I know when I first got started I really a lot of my first roles were just typecast roles I did a lot of roles because they wanted to see me shirtless they wanted to see me in these different types of um 
types of roles for better words. And um, I thought that I had to be somebody that I wasn't in order to stand in this space, even though I authentically identified with being a storyteller. Yeah. As it comes to now, and as you begin to grow and you start to form a better understanding of who you are, when they ask you to do things that are outside of what you're comfortable with doing or that would cause you to have to stretch beyond what you're natural, naturally able to do, I just say thank you so much for the opportunity. And because at the end of the day, it's about the story and it's not about ourselves. So, you know, if the story can be told more authentically with somebody who is more aligned with the characteristics they're looking for, then it's much better that they go for that person. I like to think of acting in the realm of singing and the fact that as singers, you all have a range and you have a certain number of notes and octaves that you can hit within the, that range. When you start to get too low in that range or too high in that range, it becomes uncomfortable for you or for the listener. And the same thing is true as an actor. We have a range of different types of roles within our own character um, profile that we're able to walk truthfully in. And if we stretch too far beyond that or, or deviate you know, the, the opposite way, then it becomes uncomfortable for ourselves and for the viewer. You know, because there's something on your page right now um, that I actually am drawn to. I was drawn to because even in the roles that I've seen you play, they're more um, milder. And and, and I'll, you'll understand how I mean that. They're milder. Uh, but I'm looking at your Instagram profile right now and you are in kind of like a warrior suit. There's a cape, there's a red cape. Um, you have on a helmet, you have on glasses. Yeah. It's more of an action figure type thing or hero yeah. type thing. And for some reason, I'm really drawn to that because I want to see that from you. I, I like that Thank you. look for you. So Thank you. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But the, the, sure. the follow-up question was, um, have mm -hmm. you been to the LA market and how is it for you in the LA market? So I may kind of merge that that with your next question. Um, so that post that you're seeing is Raising Dion, which is on Netflix. Okay. So that's all over the world. I'm so grateful that I've been able to be a part of that. It's taken five years to get to that place. Um, I have thought about LA. I've definitely considered LA. I think that Atlanta is really coming up on its own. And I like the, the ability to really work with other people who are hungry and to work to develop talent. That for me is really in tandem with, you know, being a mindset enthusiast and really getting to know people, observing them, being investigative about their strengths and talents yeah. and being able to work with those individuals and, and, you know, create opportunities for everybody. That's something that I'm also really passionate about that I think kind of keeps me from not dreaming too deeply into LA because it's more, everything is so already preset and everybody's got to come and be fully polished and stuff like that. And I kind of like to work with people. You know what's so crazy? Um, we have something in common. My grandmother, when I started the Queen of Shade, I started six years ago with the Queen of Shade. I've been in entertainment for 20 years, um, modeling, I model in Paris, um, singing. I was going to sign with a major label. So when you when you did the analogy as to song and range, I yeah. I was with you. Um, and because I was thinking as a mezzo soprano, there's not many notes I can't hit. You know. Right. Come on. Yeah, I'm a mezzo soprano, but. Um, you know, my grandmother taught me something and I know it may sound so crazy, but she said to me, 
if you are authentic and you do what you have to do, like I said, I've chained myself to this desk for six years um, mm -hmm. inside my room. If you do your due diligence, they will come to you. Yes. You won't have to go to LA. Yeah. They are willing to come to you, work on your schedule, work on your time. That's true. Accommodate you because like you said, they see you as a human being and not just a, a, a person to fill a role. They see right. that it becomes more of, well, how would you play this? You know, mm -hmm. you know not necessarily, we need to play it like this. And if you can't, then thanks for coming. It becomes, how would you interpret this? We'd love to see how you would interpret this. That's and, true. And in 20 years, I, I, I kept missing the mark because I was just like, I didn't want to be something that I was not. Right. And, and I held so tightly to my um, ideals and my integrity that at times it seemed almost damaging to my career because I wouldn't advance. Mm. I literally would stay stationary and be like, this is just not it. It's not it. And here I am. And for mm. the last six years, I have built literally, you know, some people say, oh, you're a trailblazer. Well, there was no trail to be blazed. I literally had to build the trail myself. Right. So I literally created my own lane. I created what I, what I do. Even with my music, my music has no genre that is known. I had to create my own genre for my, yeah. for my music. So everything I did was very much um, a call to authenticity, a call to self-actualization. So I like that you you say those things as well. My, yeah. next, my next question with, um, like you said, you're on a very popular show, Raising Dion. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but now, okay. but now, but see, this is what these conversations do because right. when I'm not working, when I go to lay down tonight after my workout, I will get, I got Netflix. Yeah, check it out. Here and check it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people, people like you, I couldn't wait to get you on my camera because I, I'm a shaman. Most people don't know what that is, but I have many gifts. I'm a shaman, a prophet, an oracle, a seer, and a healer. I've got a lot of gifts. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to be able to tell you what I see for you. And, and I'm trying to get on with the interview, but it's just like I'm bubbling with excitement because I see so much success coming your way. Thank you. Yeah, the next seven years of your life are going to be magic. And I, yeah. I mean, as far as your professional career. Mm. So when I say something like that to someone, I'm getting goosebumps because now spirit and my ancestors are letting me know you said what we wanted to say. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what happens. There are symbols. I love it. But also, I want you to understand that when your professional life takes off the way that it does, your personal life may have to take a backseat. Yeah. So there are certain, and I'm just going to put it to you like this. There are certain choices that you will need to make. And yeah. based on those choices, it will then show forth how successful these next seven years can be. Mm. And I just want to tell you, people think I'm a hoe. People think I'm crazy. People think I'm all these things because I don't have a boyfriend and I never have, but I've had plenty of sex and I've been, and now I've been celibate almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in August. Wow. But, yes. But 
I say that because, you know, there are a lot of people that keep saying, oh, but you have all these qualities and you should have someone and you should do this and you should do that, all about settling down. And I'm 39, I'll be 40 this year. I'm at the height of my awakening. It's not yeah. at the height of my career. I'm at the height of my awakening. I don't want no damn man. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want no damn man. I don't want to have to compromise. I don't want him. I don't want him nervous about or trying to make me choose between him and my money. I don't. I don't. I don't want all of that. So mm-hmm. I, I have lived a life for a very long time that was no no romantic attachments. Now I have mm-hmm. I have been in several, and I said this yesterday in an interview. I've been in several emotional relationships, mm-hmm. but as far as the physicality and all of that, and I've done without it. But I just wanted to put that to you and let you know you have a lot of success coming your way but there will be some sacrifices and some choices that you will have to make now i'm getting out of your business let's take it all away let's take it all the way back to the beginning so where are you from where did you grow up well first of all thank you so much for that i really appreciate that um you have to share that with me but that means a lot to me especially just where i am in life right now i feel like i'm at this intersection point you know, I was literally just tweeting about this today. So that's powerful. So I'm from the DC area from Maryland. Um, lived there most of my life, lived a little bit in Charlotte, then moved back to the DC area. And then through a series of events, it's really, you know, God staring the nest was what provoked me to move to Atlanta. Um, I got cast for About Him season two while I was living in the DC area. So when I was evaluating my choices with the direction of my life, I was like, well, I've never had an opportunity like this, quite like this. And I was like, I have to see what would happen. And as I was talking to my family, um, specifically my aunts on my dad's side, they were like, you have to go, you'll never forgive yourself if you don't. And I'm so glad that I did because apart from the great things that I've been able to do, it's really who you become in the process that is the ultimate gain and takeaway. And that's what you can hold with you, you know, no matter what, that's what I take with me at this point in my life now. I like that. I like that a lot. So you're, so you're from the DC, Maryland area as well. And people that I keep meeting from that area, cause it's like the nation's capital and, you know, you guys are really driven. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody I talk to from the DC area is like, look here. Time is money. Time. Yeah. So clearly you went to school. Um, Did you major in theater in school? No, I took some credits in like singing um, classes just as electives, but I went to school for psychology. My original major was business management, Um, but just a lot of different things were going on with feeling connected to the community and stuff with on campus and stuff that really drove me to more of the thought life behind people because I was wondering you know about the thoughts that people were having about me and I felt like if I could learn about that it would kind of disarm some of that um, some of that tension or energy that I was feeling so I majored in psychology that's what I you know got my my bachelor's in and so now fast forward almost 10 years from then um, I am back in the business space. So I guess once I kind of figured out, you know, it's not, it's, it's not them, you know, um, that I need to be worried about or their opinion of me. 
it's my opinion of myself. And once that just became my center, then it just became about doing the work and, and kind of realigned everything for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. And um, I'm glad that you were able to find your way out of that. Yeah. I have learned, it took me many, 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 many years, but I'm just going to say this because it's my show. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. <laughs> I could care less. Like, like, honestly, I don't even have the time. It's not in my schedule. It's not on my calendar. You know, so I love when I hear other people and you didn't quite say it like that, but you know, I love when I hear other people that really, ch- they, it clicks and like, you know what? I'm going to do me. I'm just, I'm just going to step, mm-hmm. I'm going to step over here. All right. Now, <laughs> as you were, continue. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go. Like I I do. I love that. I love that because I find that people like that, people like you and I, thought leaders, um, we go off into the world and we do amazing things when we no longer care about the general consensus of the collective. We no longer care. So if you no longer care, you will take more risk. And because of that, you will have more successes. And, you know, people say, I never thought that could get done. And you're like, oh, I just, I just did it, you know, because I could do Mm -hmm. it, you know? So tell me, are you an only child? No. So I have a younger sister and I have two half brothers. I grew up with my, with my sister. Um, I talked to my older brother, not that often, but when we do talk, we talk for a long time. So he's a, he's a big talker as well. And so it's just a battle of me trying to get my words in, him trying to get his words in. But, you know, the one I have the closest relationship with is my sister. So, um, and she's awesome. She's writing her, she's writing her first book. She's doing a book on self-love and, and I'm just really, really proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. We are too. That sounds amazing. So you know, fast forwarding now, your your family. You talk to your family. They said go, and you did. You said your first role was about him, major yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. What was it like to work on about him? It was amazing. It was it was incredible. Um, it was an interesting moment in life because I didn't realize that I was cast on the show of the cinematographer versus the writer. And so there were two different feuds going on. The writer was writing his version. Yes, he was. He had his version that he was pushing out. And then I had done a show with that writer before. And so kind of learned that I was kind of probably a pawn that got pulled over here, you know, based on aspiration, but it was really some other things. And so it was kind of difficult to, with the feud going on and I'm just thinking, I'm just sitting here in the middle, like I'm just trying to share my gift and I just want to tell stories and, and whatnot and just kind of keep my head down. But now looking back, it's, you know, it was, it was ordered. It was for a reason it's for me to, you know, for, for God to just kind of hide me and keep me to the side because he has something much bigger for me in store. And it was very difficult at the time to understand that. But Apart from that, um, you know, being on that show, working with Rodney Perry, with Robin Givens, was really exciting to be able to see the reality in their humanity um, beyond the facade of being on television and realizing, wow, they're a lot like me. 
And that's what really emboldened me and, and got me confident about being able to take that leap and, and go after my dreams. Cause I was like, these people who are doing it are just, they're just like me in, in some ways. Yeah. You know, I love that because, you know, a lot of the world, and, and this is the reason why I started doing this is because I needed to shed light on all creatives, intellects, you know, all these different people that I talk to because I talk to the world now. And it's just like, I needed people to see our humanity. I needed people to understand that we are human, that we need to be paid, that we need to, you know, we need to live, we need to grow, we need time. Mm -hmm. You know, we, there's a lot of things that we need as human beings and that we are not these talented machines. Right. Not these talented machines. So yeah. I love what you're saying so Robin Givens is and will always be one of my most favorite actresses I remember her everyone remembers her from Boomerang mm -hmm. she was the one even though she was like the villainess mm -hmm. I I said to myself I'm going to be that type of woman <laughs> I did I said I'm going to be in control I'm going to be yeah. powerful and I always drew to very powerful women in my life. Um, Grace Jones was in that movie, Eartha Kitt was in that movie, Holly Berry was in that movie, and we cannot forget the reason why it all happened, Mr. Eddie Murphy. Um, and there were just so many other great talents in that movie, but Robin, she was she was chocolate. She wasn't white mm -hmm. skin and fair, so she was a brown, beautiful girl, and I loved I'm a fashion fashion person as well. So I yeah. loved her tailored suits. I mm -hmm. had never seen tailored suits with the skirts so short. And I was like, and her legs were so beautiful. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like that. Yes. You know, and it's Black History Month. So we're paying homage to those that came before. But I say that because actually a couple of years after I saw Boomerang, I saw the complete opposite of Robin Gibbons as far as acting um, capabilities. And it really made me love her even more. I forget the name of this movie, but she played a movie where she was abducted mm -hmm. by a man and he locked her in like a penthouse apartment. And it was so high up that she couldn't get out the window. Mm -hmm. And she had to basically like play along and play him to like plan her escape and get the keys. And it was just, she tried to escape into the elevator. He pulled her back. She's crying. She's mm -hmm. like, it was just, it was just a different look from Boomerang. And I, and, and even as a child, I realized this woman is amazing because of her range. Yes. Because, you know, we see Robin, Robin, Miss Givens, because I don't know her, Miss Givens, we see Miss Givens and she, she is often strong and, mm -hmm. and powerful Black woman. And then to see that role as a child and to be rooting for her to escape. And at the end, she finally gets away from this crazy ass man. And right. it's free. It just was an amazing thing. So to know you worked with her, I just, I just love that the degrees of separation there, you know, yeah. one person away. It's a lot smaller, especially nowadays, it's a lot more accessible than it was, but the degree of separation has always been very small. I think social media has just revealed to us yeah. how close we are. Yeah. To, to other people that we know. 
Yeah. I love social media because social media saved my career. Um, because of my bouts with mental illness and things like that, I couldn't just run around. I couldn't run to LA. I couldn't run to New York anymore. I'm from Philly. So I needed to be able to do something that allowed me to show people, like you said, right where I was. And now I can do what I do. Cause I like I I also have a company too. I I founded a company, so entertainment company. Yeah. I can literally do what I do from anywhere in the world now. So I love that. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. So what led you to forming your production company? Because I mean, you're working with all of these mm-hmm. people, and you know, you're you're getting good roles. They're they're true to your integrity. They're true to the story. They're true to what you bring to the role. So then in the midst of being the actual actor, telling the story, portraying the story, getting the story out, what made you say, you know what? I need to start a production company. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually never thought I need to start a production company. Um, I was working as a server, you know, so the real behind all of what people see online. I was working as a server in a restaurant because it's flexible work. And um, around the time of, what was that? 2019, February, 2019, um, a couple of my coworkers thought to do like a really short series that we would like film at the restaurant. We were all really great employees. So we decided, you know, that we would give it a try. and got the whole team together. We were meeting at the library and then the pandemic hit yes. and we all lost our jobs. And so during this period of no income, a rogue president, a raging pandemic, race riots going on, I got the opportunity to then reveal who I could become in the process. Yeah. And it was just, it was just really just the little kid in me that just was like, we got the whole gang together, let's keep going. Um, but in some ways um, that was admirable because there you have to, as a leader, be able to keep your head down and just focus on the vision, you know, in spite of how things may look and be able to see every obst- obstacle as an opportunity. So that just went from being something that was gonna be small at the restaurant we used to work to, to having to find another location, to happen to cast actors on Actors Access because some of the original people stepped out um, to doing my first music video and having the creative direction behind it, which made me interested in editing. So I applied to school at SCAD. And then it just, it snowballed into the production company and and just, it just kind of happened for me. And I just answered the call and, and have just continued to walk in it. And it's been, very fruitful. It's allowed me to, you know, move to a new house and to be able to live fully off of my dreams. Um, it's just, it's been powerful. It's, you know, sometimes things like that just sneak up on you. You don't always plan for some of the things that God has for you or some of the dreams that you may have might be a little bit smaller than what is ultimately in store for you. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, I remember my friend, he's a very um, well-to-do man, a very successful man. I have, I have a lot of mentors in my life, even though I mentor. Um, he's very wealthy. And I remember 15, 16 years ago, him telling me, you know, because I was, I was a talent at that time, I was a model. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we knew I could sing, but we didn't even know to the degree of what that would be. Um, Cause I never, I've never had vocal training. Um, I have a vocal coach, but that's not what the record industry, the record label sent me to her for. Mm -hmm. like, we like your voice. We like your range. We want you to be confident when you stand on stage to deliver and teach you how to be confident and emote and sing the song. So that's what that was. But um, he, I remember when he kept telling me, start a business, start a business. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Start a business. Mm -hmm. I'm a talent. I'm a talent. I, I, I don't, I don't want to start a business. I, right. I, I don't need to start a business. I'm trying to get in with everybody else. If I go to a modeling agency, they're going to sign me and that's what, that's going to be the business. And, and then I realized um, in starting my company companies, cause it was two, one, because of the pandemic, I had to close the doors of one, but I quickly picked up right where I start. I, I left off and started another one, but mm. it was just like, uh, I did it and it became protection mm. it became um respect it became um I'll, I'll even say this word a deterrent because mm. charlatans no longer saw me as easy prey it was like oh mm. no this bitch got a, a, a company behind her and lawyers and this and that and i find that the troubles that I was having with other people kind of started to subside yeah. because it was, we take you more Cause see, talent can be very, very intelligent. We all are yeah. very gifted. But when you move into that entrepreneurial stage and you are now the mastermind behind everything, they look at you like, whoa, it's a new level right. of respect. So that's what happened. A new level of respect was born in my life. And I was talking to him the other day and I'm just like, I can't believe I did all of this. Yeah. And he's like, I can't believe <laughs> it either. So I know what it's like to think to one way and then fate and the divine yeah. you into another way. So mm -hmm. how, how many years has your, so it's been 2019 till 2022, you're still in formation. Yeah, so, so coming up on two years. Yeah. Um, but even in that time, just a few months ago, my best friend and I decided to do like some jam sessions at the house just to have people um, play music and sing. And now fast forward, um, we have a, what we call the Vibe Collective, which is like a smaller sister company to my production company where we do live performance and open mic shows. Mm -hmm. But more than that, we're taking the energy that is involved in uh, the experience of a live performance and giving people those connection points to entrepreneurship, to owning their content, to teaching them about mindset. And, um, you know, we're, we're on our way with that. And so now I've got another six people that I'm working with and, and leading and, and you know, helping them to, to kind of understand how this needs to go. So, but one of the things that I guess is very similar with being talent and then ending up in entrepreneurship is that when you're a talent, when you're an artist, you see things that other people can't see. But when you're a talent, a lot of times you see things that other people can't see, but then you're waiting for their permission for you to do it. Once you become an entrepreneur, you see what others can't see, and then you do what others cannot do. Okay. And so you're able to enact with that intention, that point of view that's been there the entire time. Right. You're no longer waiting for permission. Right. Because mm -hmm. something happens and you realize, I'm the boss. Right. I can do it. I can get it done. Yeah. Yes. 
that's something you keep saying it and i and I, i'm not going to ignore you and now i'm going to talk about it music you sing yes <laughs> yeah that's where i got my first start that was just really my first dream all along i would just my room was in the basement through my teenage years growing up so i had more leeway with volume and i would just you know, record myself singing into the computer and listen to the voice memos back and I would just try to get better. And then I met my best friend and she helped me really find the place where my voice was supposed to be and then being around here just continued to cultivate that. And then my family, um, again, those same aunts, um, they're all musically inclined, so they would ask me to sing. And um, that was really the driving force. And when I first got into it with acting, I was just thinking, that acting would be a good vehicle for my music yeah. and that was really why i wanted to do acting so i was like if i'm getting so much momentum in acting that i can use the platform to bring attention to my music and originally you know when i first got started you know i was on the show called raising dion i'm sorry raising eli all these raisings but raising eli um season two i wrote the theme song to that for about him I sang the theme song to that. I wrote a song in that um, as well. I have a song called Ghosted. And I I wrote that after actually being ghosted. And that now that's in a more mainstream film that ha has a life all of its own. And they're looking at some distribution deals this year. And it was interesting when my music video came out. I started to look at the YouTube analytics. It's interesting how you have a vision for thing and, and, and our vision for something and a dream for something and it happens. I was looking at the analytics and I, I was wondering like, how is this just taking off? Because it got to like, I think it stands at like 18,000 views. And I was like, how is it taking off? And I looked at it and it was being suggested after some of the acting shows that I had been on. So people would watch things like The Mister on ACTV or they would watch about him or, and my video would be suggested next. So that dream of having my music being supported by my acting roles actually came true. So what would, you, what would you say? Are you more of an actor or are you more of a singer? I'm definitely more of an actor. <laughs> definitely more of an actor. I think um, I can hold my own in the singing. You know, I, I can freestyle a bit. Um, I and I, but all of that comes together for the way that I utilize that creativity to make decisions. You know, there are a lot of similarities in different areas of talents. And when you find the intersection points between them, they make you a better creator overall. You know, now as a filmmaker, when I'm editing and putting things together, I have to support it with music. I have to understand some musicality. I need to understand the rest that's involved in the music. Sometimes music doesn't have to be there all the time. And the rest, you know, in between the beats is what actually distinguishes them. So so many lessons from other areas of my life have con considerably still been compounded in what it is that I'm doing now. So I still feel like, you know, I mean, I really feel like great conversation is like singing, it's like harmonizing, you know, there's a lot of similarities between things. Life is a fairly simple thing. It's not easy, but it's relatively simple. Yeah, you know, what's so crazy is that even in my, um, 
even in my life. I didn't make a lot of money from my music. I, I honestly, I didn't want to sing. I wanted to be a runway model in Paris. I got my chance and then I got sick because of mental illness. But mm -hmm. mental illness rearing its ugly head was because I was stressed and hadn't dealt with my childhood, my mm -hmm. teenage years, my college having to be medically withdrawn. I was carrying a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So I had to leave Paris come home, reset. And literally when I started to reset and I got into therapy and I actually got on medication that was good for me, I was able to examine my life and examine and, and honestly learn to like my voice mm -hmm. because my voice was, excuse me, it's just this one hair is getting on my nerves. Got it. <laughs> there go. My voice was always a bone of contention with me because it was the reason I was always brutalized as a, mm -hmm. as a young child is because my voice always stood out and it always made men and boys go because it was attractive. Mm -hmm. So then they would get mad because I had a very attractive voice and it caused them to look at me in a way that they didn't want to look at me so then mm. all of a sudden they wanted to fight me so mm. yeah, yeah. But, but i i i understand fully what you're saying because i created all this music i, I went i think i went mainstream professional into music in 2013 mm -hmm. so i created all this music i have four albums now and you're right the music became the background to my my 60 second videos to yeah. things can I do like I, I'm doing something special with our interview today like because I didn't have an intro or an outro and I'm doing something special and I don't have to pay anybody I don't have to look for somebody to create right. me, create me an intro and outro I can just go to my catalog because mm -hmm. yeah. I, I have a catalog so it's like, oh well this is this will be good and and actually pull it and and I love that you said that because this is what you were alluding to you know as a fully formed artist multiple in multiple areas they all serve each other they, they all do. each other yeah so I, I know exactly how you feel and what you mean because mm. I never thought like I don't have to ask anybody for any if I need music or anything I've got it that's it yeah, I've got it so it's like whatever I'm doing because the queen of shade is a character I don't, yeah. walk, I don't walk around like this every day. Yeah. I, I'm a transillusionist. I always used to say cross-dressing. I've been cross-dressing since I was eight, seven or eight. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is what we're looking at here. She's a character. You know, her, um, her soul and what mm. she does comes from a real place. Right. You know, it comes from, because, you know, like you said, it's what I, as the person, Bjorn Dufault, brought to the role of the queen mm -hmm. You know, so I definitely understand what you mean by that, because I'm able to separate myself from her. And when I first started, I couldn't, I would say, my grandmother would say, it's not, it's not you, baby. It, it's what you do. It's your character. It's not, it's not you. Right. And I would be like, no, it's me. It's all me. You know, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to take my credit. Yeah. But, but then I realized as I did this, I'm like, uh, bitch, I don't look like you every day. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like you ever. Mm -hmm. 
you know, last night I was eating Chinese food. I had an interview and I was eating Chinese food and I had wiped my face, pulled my wig off, um, pulled my dress off. I had on a robe. I'm sitting there eating Chinese food. And I called one of the people that I interviewed because we're friends. And I said, ah, surprise. And he was like, you look the same. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> he was like, you look the same. I, I know it's you. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It, no, no, you just being nice. But yeah. But but it's really good. So tell me, are, are, you, is your, are you working on any special projects right now? Because I mean, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, but we're mm -hmm. still in the pandemic. I myself got fully vaccinated and just got over COVID in the beginning of January. It was horrible. My grandmother, yeah. it was horrible, but we're, we're kind of slowly coming out of it. Do you have anything on the horizon as far as projects that we could look for or look out for? For sure. So I have a few different acting projects in the pipeline um, that will still be coming out. Um, one of them is a short film called Waves. Um, and then I believe I have another one from I Elevate TV okay. called Entanglement. Okay. Yes. Uh, everybody, mm -hmm. every, everybody jumped on that word. Everybody jumped they on sure that word. They sure did. Everybody yeah. said that word after poor Jada, poor Jada, poor Jada. I love August Alcina too. So it's just like poor, you know, damn. Right. The world is black people say, oh, I'm in an entanglement, honey. Like, I know. It gave, it gave a, it gave a definition and a title to what everybody was doing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. People have like they jump on that, you know, and you know, and but for where I am right now, like I'm really just jumping on the business. Yeah. that I'm working on yeah. because, you know, being in some of those infancy years with your business, you're really establishing a structure and it takes a lot of time and you're training other people and they need to be able to fully function when you're not there. And so taking extended periods of time off to do different shows and stuff like that can be a little bit disruptive at this point in time, but I will return, you know, to, um, auditioning consistently and whatnot very soon. Yeah. I just understand the importance of creating equity and, and streams of income um, within our own community and, you know, to do something that's much bigger than myself yeah. um, and to be, have found in myself to, or discovered to have been as gifted as I am in this realm, you know, it's just a sense of duty that I have right now to just like, okay, We'll focus on the business, you know, it's not always, I'm not always going to be out there. People might not always see me, yeah. but I have to just walk with that confidence that when it's time, the cameras will come up, the microphone will be on and I'll have a whole lot to say. Yeah. You know, I, I said that today. Um, I put it on my Facebook because I said, even when you don't see me, I'm somewhere working. Mm -hmm. I know, I know what it truly is like, and I'm sure you do too. Right. You work a hundred hours a week so that you don't have to work 40 for someone else. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And you're creating space. You're creating opportunity that wasn't there. You're physically manifesting dreams. You're taking your vision. You're making it plain yeah. and palpable for people to be able to see and provide procedures for them to be able to walk in and walk on. And, you know, we always talking about what's going on, what's going on as if life only affects us, we affect life as well. And so being able to take from your imagination, to make it physical, to make it a force, something for others to contend with, a part of our collaborative process is a very rewarding experience. 
and specifically to the people that you're around because you give them opportunities to see them in new lights that you've never seen them in before. And then they get to have different contexts of their conversations when they go and they talk to people. You know, life is just, it's different because you're here and that's just a fact. So what happens when you realize it? Yeah, and that's the thing I, I uh, what was that last week? I was doing an interview and they were talking to me about the realization of what I was doing and I started to cry and he caught it. He said, I know what's happening to you. And I said, I do too, because mm-hmm. of my ancestors. And I, for the first time I was seeing what I've done, mm-hmm. the magnitude of what, yeah. I, what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's so crazy because my, I was, before we even started, I was sitting here and I was just working on my intro and my outro. And I remember uh, my nephew, my nephew said this to me um, yesterday. And I was talking, we were talking about like teaching and we were, you know, just different things. Cause I, I impart what I've learned to my family, especially my nephews, cause they have interest in entertainment. And my thing is I don't want them doing anything that they don't own. Right. Yeah. So I just, I want them to, especially when it comes to, cause they're musically inclined. So I'm like, ah, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. do that. And that's um, great. Yeah. When, when you show differently, people always use the point, um, you're a product of your environment. Well, if that is true, that means that when you show up differently, the entire landscape and the entire environment is different. And I've already gained different points of access, different family members, been able to speak on our level, places of celebration, manifested conversations with my family that I otherwise would not have been able to have because I would have been doing something that was necessarily uh, a big accomplishment that would garner, you know, a big phone call or, you know, my nieces and nephews sharing, you know, my role on Netflix on social media and saying, that's my uncle and giving them something proud of something for them to aspire to. And, you know, so what's doing what's best for you is consequentially what's best for everybody involved. He said to me, he said to me, he said, uh, because I was speaking to him about teaching or something like that. And he was like, uh, he gave me a compliment. And I was like, oh, because he was like, uh, how, what do you say to the person that teaches the world? And he was talking about me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said to him, I said, oh, like I felt it. And I was just like, thank you. And, yeah. and then I quickly said to him, you still talk, you still teach the person that teaches the world still needs to listen, still needs to be open. But uh, it made me think, because my therapist years ago, I've been in therapy for 15 years, and I think around year six, year seven, my therapist said to me, you're made to teach the masses. That was before, mm-hmm. right? that was before I ever did this. And, and it, it's so crazy because even the, you know, for, for five and a half years, almost six, I gave, you know, fully scripted 60 second videos on social media. And and it's so crazy because all that work that I did, I I made 22,000 of them. I wrote 22,000 scripts and acted them out. Yes, I did. In 60 seconds, mind you. Uh, with my music playing in the background and all of that stuff and hair and makeup. And and I did that all me. It was all me. It was all me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about those things and it's just like, wow, you know, the, the, what that did was give me the leverage I needed 
to do this because now everyone mm-hmm. is acquainted with my work. So when mm-hmm. I ask, like, cause I ask, I'm like, listen, will you, well, can I talk to you? Can I interview? Can I send them that message that I sent you? Yeah. It's my real phone number because my thing is, I'm not going to talk to you and, and you not really get to know who I am. Right. It's not just for a camera. So I send my yeah. real phone number, you know, and I'm like, listen, you can text me. You can, if we need to discuss and, you know, I do that and it's just, that what I did all those years gave me the ability to walk into this platform and it's been so much smoother. It's been, um, but I've always been very resilient, but I'm able to reinvent myself. Like I just, I moved to just yeah, moved to I the, yeah, just move to the next level. Resilient. Yeah. It's just one of my gifts. So back to what you were saying, as far as your family, your family's pretty proud of you. Yes, yes, they're very proud of me. Um, they remind me because you experience those almost moments or you get there, but it doesn't turn out exactly how you expect it. But they always remind me and just ground me like, you've come so far. Like, you know, you're doing things that millions of other people may never get the chance to have said that they've done. And, you know, having them to always provide that context. Um, to always see it for me mm-hmm. um, when other people that you're just meeting, they don't have the backstory, they don't have the depth right. to understand all that you've had to go through to get to where you are, but your family does. Yeah. And so they've just become even more important, you know, um, just in my life as I'm on this journey, that sense of family is so important, especially as a content creator, you're always getting things done. You're always talking about getting things done and you just crave those spaces that feel quiet or feel like home or just feel familiar because you're walking into these realms that are, you go in as an immigrant and they want your documents and you just have your talent and you're waiting on the document, you know? Right. It's coming, but, you know, they're ready to kick you out. This, so, but you have to keep, you have to keep moving forward and family can definitely be, um, and if, if you don't have that blood family, you chosen. have that mixed family. Yeah, chosen. And yeah, and 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 it's all you know a a powerful force in being able to move forward. Yeah, I find that with me more, I have more of a chosen family. Um, yes. Yeah, because my family is yeah dis- right. dysfunctional as hell but mm-hmm. um you know it, it is what it is um we we all started at a very low place i just was the one that decided i wouldn't stay there right and that i wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, like i said that i would be i would not compromise who i was even though i was right. moving ahead and moving up so that's what i did so my god tell tell us what do you okay when you're not working this is a trick question and i'm just going to tell you it's a trick question because when are we never not working? Mm-hmm. Again, right, yeah. Again, I'm going to try, but I, I know this this question is like, mm-hmm. so what do you like to do to relax, to have fun, to remember those moments when you're not working to kind of just, you know, kind of just be still or go out? What do you like to do? What, what do you like to do for fun? I'm really a simple, simple guy. Like, I like to go for walks. I went for a walk earlier today. I like to go hiking. Um, I enjoy reading, listening to music, mm-hmm. having conversations with my family. That's, you know, really the bulk of it. I mean, every now and then I love a good get together. I love, 
you know, getting around other people. I think sometimes though, um, the way that I want to engage or the level that I want to engage, people don't want to think on that level. They don't want to think, they just want to talk about what happened on Housewives. And that, you know, I don't even know what happened. You know, and about it <laughs> you know so it, when you're just fascinated with the possibilities and that's the edge of life that you continue to, to live on it can be disappointing to feel like you have to shrink yourself in order to have that social validation so but the people that I do have around me that I do connect with like we connect real deep and strong and they it's quality over quantity at this point in my life yeah. And it's all, yeah, that's good. It's always been that way for me. It's always been quality over quantity. And, and I'm, I'm that way, even with my supporters, you know, I have supporters yeah. that have supported me financially, you know, like just a lot of things that have happened. And, you know, I, like even lately, I, you know, I did all of this work and I paid for all of this myself, my grandmother and I, we paid for it all myself. And I uh, like, you know, talking to analysts and things like that. And they're like, listen, you better tell your following to support you. This is what artists do. Like you give mm-hmm. me because of the support. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm, I'm asking outright. I'm like, please, please, you know, do this, do that. And I find that the more I do it, the less awkward I feel about it. It's yeah. like, I feel like now I'm starting to understand that as a creative, this is how you make your money the public, right. you know, the public has to give in to you and give into your storehouses and support your projects and things that you do. So for sure. Yeah, I'm learning that now. Like that's where I am right now. I'm learning that. Yeah. It's just like I always knew it. You know, I've always been a very sharp person, but to actually in motion, the actual in motion lesson is happening now. And it's going pretty good. Yeah. You know, people say it will. Yeah. People send me money and they're like, uh, they cash at me. And they're like, oh, this is for, you know, I, I watched your video and I know you want to go to France. This is for your friend. This is for your France, uh, you know, fund. Right. It's so funny because I always send back crying emojis like, thank you so much. Like, yes. You know, because because like that, that is the last frontier, you know, people Mm -hmm. watch you, people will tell people about you, people word of mouth, but it's that final frontier where they're like, okay, I believe in you enough to to part with my, my disposable income. If I can disposable income, if you can get my disposable income, then I really believe in you. So that's beautiful. I mean, we're just talking about that, though, how you can, the same way you can bring opportunities to you that force that sustainable force whether it be money resources favor you attract into your life as well yeah yes indeed so tell me um give me three words that inspire you um three words that empower me wait three words that you said inspire me same thing empower okay 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 um i would say Mm, well one god yeah you know there's relationship in all that i'm doing there is relationship um two would be oh gosh you really got me you really got me i'm like okay you didn't watch any of the other interviews to know this was coming look (laughs) you're busy you're busy (laughs) no 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 i would say purpose Okay, so God, purpose, one more. Yes. And now. And now, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Not tomorrow, mm-hmm. now. Do it. Yeah, what you do now dictates the next moment, dictates 
your tomorrow. You know, I, if one thing I'm always trying to remind myself of and remind other people of is that, yes, life can be difficult, it can be hard, and we go through a lot of different things, but life does not only affect us. Yeah. We can affect life as well. Yes, we can. Don't give away that power by giving away your now yeah. to worrying about things that haven't played out that way just yet. Who you are now, how you're thinking now, what you're doing now, and because of what you're doing, what you're sharing with others has the power to change the trajectory of your life and many others. But you know why? Because you're you're saying you're saying what you went to school for psychologically. You are telling them to to always remain present. Yes. If you're not yeah. present, if you're not present, you 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 can't do anything. You can't. That's right. You can't live. You can't be free. You can't help. You must always <laughs> present in the moment. That's right. That's right. That's why I can't. People talk about peace, you know, and I want to get my peace in my mind or whatever. It's just like I'm such a non-confrontational person because peace is it is priceless. Yeah. You know, when you lose your sense of peace, it's hard for you to be present. It's hard for you to be creative. It's hard for you to actually engage in authentic conversations. It's hard for you to make decisions. So when you build around your peace, you know, that being your anchor, yeah. you're able to set out your intentions and have them to be realized instead of being in a space that's just reacting to life everything we're now everyone's reacting we're reacting to notifications we're reacting to so many different things and we start to lose our power and say you know what i can quiet myself realize the pe the peace that is available to me right now and move forward from that space you know what's so funny i know i'm different because the whole earth could be on fire around me and I would be sitting there creating amazing content. Look, me too, awesome yeah. Music, like, like I, the, people can attack, like they, things will go crazy and I will be sitting there like, this is my new song. Right. <laughs> yeah. because no, it's like, weird. <laughs> that, may be, that may be all fine and dandy. My that piece be comes to me when I sleep. That's what happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just remind myself like you can you can make a difference too. They might be doing what they're doing, but they haven't met you. So yeah. and that's and that that is so true too. And and you know what it taught me? Um, I say this a lot too. In being the way that I am and doing the work that I, I do, I genuinely root for other people. You know, I genuinely want to see them be the best that they can be. That That is one thing that is of high priority to me. Mm. I need to see people do well. And my thing is, but there's a flip side to that because my, my flip side is I'm going to support you. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to uplift you. I'm going to give money. I'm going to give all those things because... When my moment comes, I don't want to hear no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I don't want any talk because I'm telling, I'm going to say, honey, I, Heffa, I supported you genuinely. You you step over there. This is my, this is my moment. Right. This is my moment. And I'm going to take my moment now because I, I praised you and I, I watched you have your moment. 
And now this is my moment. So that's why I do that. I just genuinely, like, I just, I'm not one of those people that doesn't want to see anybody else win. Like I'm not those people because I, I'm one of those people in the world that knows and believes and, and is aware that each person is created to do a job that nobody else can do, but them. You know, nobody else can do that job, but them. So, Mm. you know, trying or, or being mean to them or hindering them, like it's, it's to no avail because that person is still going to have a job that you as the hater can't do. You, you it is. Yeah, that's you so true and that's a yeah. i mean no you can't that you're a very evolved being to be able to realize that i'm saying in the same realm yeah that you know when you encourage others you motivate others you invite that into your life yeah. someone has a great idea or they have a great moment and you start to say oh well that's great because now you can do a podcast and then you can take the audio from that and you can turn this into social media content all this stuff you're creating a world that eventually because you are that force there's going to come a time when there's an opportunity and they're going to be like let's go in on this together yeah 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 (sighs) that is true what happened over there okay no nothing i was looking at my other computer i have okay i have multiple things going on in this room (laughs) so i'm just looking like wait a minute what's going on no but um but no you're right like it just creating the possibilities creating the opportunities like I just but I do you said that like you have to be highly evolved and you do I I've been through enough and I've had the divine speak to me and being that shaman being that oracle being that prophet that seer that healer Mm -hmm. has definitely elevated my consciousness my level of consciousness I know that you know people because I even have people that try you know to to resort to um I'll say less than favorable or mean and malicious tactics to try to stop you from doing what you're doing because they don't want you to do it because they want to do it or they're just, they're just, and, and I really realize you can't stop me. Like you really can't. A delay mm-hmm. is not a deny. Right. You can try to delay all day. Mm-hmm. I am going to do what I'm going to do. And what's worse is you're going to die with a destiny unfulfilled. Yeah. You focused on mine and Mm. didn't run and find out what your destiny was. So you're, (laughs) hey, look at you. (laughs) But it's so good. Yeah. If you're minding my business, who's minding yours? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like who, and and, and it is sad because you're going to go to the ground with an unfulfilled destiny because mm. you were so busy trying to latch hold on mine mm. keep mm-hmm. tabs on mine like I've I've really I really understand that and you know I'll get angry sometimes when people tamper or mess with me but uh you don't want to see what happens on the other side of my anger mm-hmm. I, I create <laughs> no, it, no it's because I create yes I, Yes. that's right it, Same once here. once you turn around and do that oh i really go deep yeah I start, you know, me I start, yeah i start throwing up all kinds of skyscrapers right. and we're gonna do this and this is gonna be big and we're gonna do that and that's how, how i say, operate too that's, what's your birth sign i am a cancer yeah good people yeah well i'm a leader yes Okay, so yeah, once I really evolved emotionally from that more just outward emotionally space, I learned how to take 
in the energy and then repurpose it in another direction. Yeah. You know, from whether that was being ghosted and turning it into a song and a music video that has a life of its own, losing my job and, and source of income and taking the time and creating my own production company. It's never what happens to you. And so anybody who understands that ability to pivot, understands that it's just energy. Yeah. It's not positive or negative, it's relative. Because ultimately what I end up doing with it will define what it was to and for me. So you have to be careful with who you just throw anything at because for some people, they know how to, to take it and make it work for them. You know, but you're saying it, you're alluding to it. I say this all the time. We as human beings, we as beings, we're filters. So you can throw that energy at us all the time. And because you don't see it as you, you, it could be in negative. They could have done it in a negative position or in a negative mindset. But once it reaches me, it's fuel. Right. And I'm going to do all these amazing things that you never, that you never saw coming Mm -mm. because you thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get him. I'm going to stump him with this. Right. It's like, baby. You can't stump God. It's not me. Mm, mm, that's it. That's it. That's it. You can't stump God. You know, you're not fighting me. You're not Mm -hmm. fighting me. You're fighting God. So I right and get it. I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that. That's between you and him. (laughs) Okay. I'm just gonna be over here minding my business. You threw it at me. You threw it at me, but he caught it. That's it. No, you threw it. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. That's why, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get involved because it's just like, mm-mm. you threw, yeah. threw that at me, but God caught that. I That's didn't, it. I didn't have to catch that. So tell everybody, it's been a pleasure. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. So you can follow me at it's Christian. That's I T S C H R I S J U N E on Instagram. You can follow Christian Music on YouTube. And yeah, just if you follow my Instagram, I'll give you pivot points to Resonance Productions, to the Vibe Collective. For those of you who are watching, if you live in Atlanta, February 25th, the Vibe Collective has a big show that we're putting on at Unity Cafe. So you can go to the Vibe Co. ATL Instagram. The Eventbrite link is in the profile. And I hope to meet and see you there. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Now I'm going to do something that I usually don't do. I usually ask three words and then I usually um, ask where you can be found on social media, but I'm going to do something special with you. I want to know one, one goal, no, one dream, one dream that you want to accomplish in 2022. And I mean, be honest and be open. Just one. One, I want to establish passive streams of income so much that my efforts can be solely focused on what I just believe to be best. Mm -hmm. Best for myself and best for others. Mm -hmm. Once you get into that space where now you have the system orient it in a way where it just takes care of those basic needs. Now you can really do exactly what it is that you want to do. You can really live out the reality of your imagination. 
And when you're in that type of place, yeah. now we're going after some really big things. Because for myself, I don't, you know, at first I just want to be an actor, but then God had these other big plans. Yeah. And now I have plans that are on global skills that are, you know, just systems, life-changing things that I want to see come to pass. And I know because of how we're situated at this time, with as this generation, with this access, with these resources, with these types of levels of engagement, that if there was ever a time in, um, in humanity that we were most likely to make massive change, it would be now. And it would be people like yourself, myself, and, and the types of people who saw themselves in this interview today. The time is now. It's, you know, and, and we have everything we need. You know, I like how you said that, you know, with bigger plans. Can you believe I just wanted to be a quiet runway mom? Can you you know, I know, right? Right? I just <laughs> wanted to be a quiet, thin, frail, Parisian runway model. And now look at you. Fill that mouth, honey. Just fill that mouth. Right. <laughs> oh my God, don't go away. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the vocal stylings of Mr. Chris June. Say goodbye, but don't go anywhere. All right. Thank you all so much. So, did you enjoy? I hope you did. Please like, comment, subscribe, share, and don't forget to cash at me at the Queen of Shade. I am your favorite content creator, right? Right. You want to see more of this content, right? Right. Cash at me. I love you. I got my black stilettos on. Don't you make me take them off. I'm assuming her position. Gonna show you I'm a boss. I've been given 60 seconds just to put my thing down. I'll have you wanting my stilettos by the time I turn around.